Welcome everybody to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Uh, I hope you had a great uh, day and other stuff that you got up to. Um, if you got HIV, it's okay because we find out. <laughs> it might be a cure. Yeah. <laughs> we also uh, dive into the shady business of one West Australian basketball team. Yeah, they're getting pretty dodge. Uh, as well as, do you have a hidden ability? I'd love to know yours. If you want to hit us up on socials, The Mitchell and Michael Show, a friend of ours did something for the very first time and found out she was actually a pro. Yeah, very, very weird. But of course, we're always down for new skills. Uh, do check it out. And if you're not listening on the listener app, then you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's, you can listen wherever you like. We see all the numbers. Yeah, it's, we see all it's the fine. Numbers. You can... Keep bad dogs. Sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's up early with Ben Ha Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me those headlines. Uh, Coles has appointed their first female CEO in 109 years. They say it's a part of a new cost cutting initiative. Because. <laughs> Uh, it's them, not me. Don't get mad at me. It's yeah, them. The wage gap. Oh, it's wild. Uh, a factory sealed original iPhone has sold for $63,000 during an auction, or as we know it today, nearly as much as an iPhone 14. They're very expensive. Very. And uh, also on a beach uh, in Australia, a severed finger has uh, washed ashore. Really? Yeah. Talk about hang one. <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's just from like a fishing accident. Like, they don't think <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. you know, I don't think it's from anything bad. Yeah. Hey, all sorts of stuff washes up. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of feet, apparently. You'll find a lot of feet on beaches. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know why, but they seem to be the part of the body that likes to detach. Do they have to tow them out of the water? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, Mitch, you love a cop, don't you? Depends who's asking. Well, you, you know, you know, quite a quite a few cops, uh, and we thank them for their service. Allegedly, <laughs> uh, they're doing a great job. But as we heard earlier this year, twenty twenty two saw more cops than ever either resign or retire. Yeah, that's true. Uh, apparently, heaps are like walking away. Yeah, they've they've had enough with the job. But we've got to keep the police force, like, well-stocked. Yeah, or at least trick the public into thinking it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> like, we got heaps, we got backup coming! They're coming, mate. Ooh, buddy, they're coming. <laughs> and so the government has an initiative hmm? to go and steal cops from another country. Really? Yeah. So uh, <gasps> an eight-day... They've conducted, like, an eight-day trip to the UK... Oh, getting the getting the word out there, yeah, trying to get the bobbies to relocate to WA. Yeah, but when our SAs are trying to run around, it's pretty hard because don't their cops just stand still? They do like to stand a lot, and they also uh, and their funny hats will be hard in the forty degree heat. But they're but they're also nice hard hats, aren't they? We just yeah. wear like little soft hats. Well, I did watch the bill. They didn't do a lot of chasing criminals. It was a lot of arguing, a lot of desk work. Yeah, the bill. Uh, look. Though you've probably seen a lot of like London cops, yeah, you know London bobbies, yeah, but they've gone like far and wide. They've cast the net to try and get. They reckon thirty thousand like police and healthcare workers they need from the UK. Okay. Why? But why the UK? 
I guess because we're still a little bit racist. Yeah, (laughs) my like my my dad runs like a hose fitting company, and he got like seven workers from the Philippines. Oh yeah, my mum used to work in like their visas. Dad does refer to it. He does it in a positive way, but he's like, "Oh, the Filipinos are doing great," and I'm like, "They probably have names." (laughs) Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, look if we got if we got lots of English cops, things might be a little bit hard when you get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you, we're just going to do a little role play right. here. You're going to get pulled over by the cop. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. Stash it! <laughs> let's see if you can figure out what they're trying to say to you. But the missus always put her basket out and build up the apples for the kids. Satisfied me that they had to go orchard and get them, didn't they? <laughs> uh, I heard basket, orchard, and kids, so I can only imagine we were driving through a field I didn't have the kids restrained properly. <laughs> uh, sh- yeah, like, <laughs> he's talking about, like, taking taking apples from the orchard. Okay. And, uh, you but, gave look, me correct for that. I'll take it. Oh, yeah, okay. look, because these are hard to understand. But maybe, you know what? He was pretty tough. Let's, can we, mm. officer, have you got someone else in the car that can come out? Okay, what about this guy? He's doing more than what I did, like, because he's living up better. <laughs> he he's out of way, boy. And that is that a cop? Yeah, yep. That's that's a, that's the cop. Is it? <laughs> he's is not, he drunk? He's, he's an older gent. No, no, no. He's not. That's his accent. Like that, that. That's the kind of guy that we get. Okay, that's tough. Okay, yeah. but, and but don't worry because we're not just targeting the English. We're targeting the Irish as well. We've got an Irish cop. Get out of the car, mate. Uh, can you can you come talk to Mister Tillot? Possibly a night. There'd be a full moon there about a night, and it should be bright out. And there could anyone go up in the mountains about a night, sure. Yep, exactly, mate, exactly. Something about it being bright out. So what, why are you doing driving around this early? <laughs> uh, no, you got the bright out because oh. he said the word bright out. He actually said uh, it'd be possible because it was bright out, but what is anyone doing going up this mountain at this time of the morning? Ah. Uh... I mean, I mean, this is what we'll have to deal with. So, you know, maybe watch some Peaky Blinders or something to get, you know... Get the accent in your, in your head. That fighter, that MMA fighter, the scouser, listen to him a lot. Like, because we'll have to train, otherwise we'll have no idea what the police are saying. We'll accidentally admit to crimes we've never committed. Or bribes will go up. Doctor, doctor. If you have a medical mystery or require a remedy, then you need our one and only P-Play physician, Dr. D. Dr. D's advice is purely educational and he always encourages you to see a GP. Morning, Dr. D. Good morning, Mitchell Michael. How are you? We are good. And I tell you what, everything is, is getting good in the world for a, for a whole range of people who thought that they would have to carry a serious disease, a serious infection for the rest of their lives. But fantastic news in that science has cured another person of HIV. Yes, I, <laughs> I heard about this and I had a bit of... I've read around it, but it is it is really exciting. Actually, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, why is it such? Why has it been such a hard thing to cure? Um, HIV, really terrible illness, because the way that it works is, if you imagine like all of your different immune cells in your body, like an army, um, the one cell that's coordinating the immune response, like the commander cell, is the one that HIV infects. So literally, it will infect, they're called T-cells, it'll infect the T-cells, it'll encode itself into its DNA and kind of prevents 
any immune response from being activated because there's no commanders. So it's it's really difficult to train your immune system when all of the commanders in your immune system have been wiped out because then you don't you can't really train anything. Now the treatment until now has been based around sort of preventing HIV from becoming AIDS, but what's this next step? How have they done it? So what they've done in this um, particular instance is for the like major um, kind of type of HIV, there are some people who have particular genetic variances which provide natural immunity to HIV actually infecting themselves. In essence, they were born immune. Um, so what they've done is that they've taken these particular genetic codings and implanted um, stem cells into the bone marrow of people with some people with HIV um, so that the bone marrow picks the cells that will be immune to getting infected um, and then replicates this on a bigger level so that they can restore uh, a bunch of commanders that are immune to actually being infected. It's a complex process because it means that you've got to your body's got to be able to tolerate having um, a thing that it's not itself being inserted and implanted into your bone marrow, and that can often lead to some dangerous reactions. But for the people that they've tried it on, it seems to have worked pretty well, and they've not had any signs of uh, having an HIV viral load, even years on after the operation. So is this looking like many people could could get this uh, this sort of cure? Well, I think the research is still in its early stages. Um, they've kind of shown proof of concept and they've only really managed to treat, I'd say, three or four people with a, a really quite new but exciting technology. The other thing is the current treatment for HIV is, is actually really effective. Um, there's a lot of different drugs out there and we tend to use combination therapies when, teach, when treating HIV and it allows people to reduce the amount of virus in their um, blood system to an undetectable level, which essentially means that they can go about their day, um, have any relationships they want without the fear of spreading HIV to other people and continue to live a basically normal life. So I would say that prevention is better than a cure and we can actually reach a point of uh, almost eradication by just using the current therapies. But it is really exciting that there are these newer therapies that allow like a definitive cure once we figure out how to implement them safely. What's next? Like what is medicine looking at? Is it cancer? Is that the big one where we're like, how do we fix that? I, I think it's trying to incorporate the new and emerging gene technologies. We've kind of figured out how the body is able to naturally edit its own genes and are utilizing that technology to edit the genes for the purposes of, yeah, like uh, treating cancers, treating the genetic defects, and allowing people to have a better quality of life by um, kind of uh, amping up their own immune systems to deal with the significant illness for them. Um, I'd say that cancer is always on the front of everyone's mind. For me personally, I would really love to see a little bit more in terms of the research around mental illness and mental health, because I think that's still despite all of our understanding about the brain and the body, we don't really, we can't really put it together in such a coherent manner that we can specifically target things. And I think there's a lot more to be learnt there, but there's so much happening in medicine. 
um, it's really hard to keep up, but there's a lot of exciting things that are coming along the way. So you're telling me having an apple and going outside doesn't cure depression? <laughs> um, it, it is a start. And I could talk about behavioural activation in the treatment of depression, but I think that's a story for another day. But yeah, <laughs> definitely go outside, get your vitamin D, get up and active. That will help your depression. Um, but also you should be seeing somebody to kind of monitor that process as well. Wow, Mitch is a doctor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. D. Thanks, guys. Take care. See you at the hospital. <laughs> 7.16 on Triple M, Good Times, Greatest Hits. Talking guilty pleasures after State Daddy himself, Mark McGowan. The scene at Harry Styles on mon- Monday night. Blamed his daughter. He's like, yeah. oh, I was taking the daughter to see Harry. We know. We know you want a bit of Harry Styles, Mark, and that's okay. You know, we're here to tell you that your guilty pleasures are not so guilty. We've got Steph from Newman on the line now. Steph, I, mean, I assume Harry Styles is not your guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. Oh, definitely. Like, loud and proud, Harry Styles blasting on my car on the way home. Oh, wow. Every day. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, though, for the for the Premier of the state. What is your <laughs> guilty pleasure? Now, this might be controversial. I'm not sure, but... Blue cheese and any kind of, well, any kind of cheese, really, but blue cheese is the guiltiest. Why blue? It's just really stinky, and it just has that tang, and you feel, I feel like I can't crack it open in front of anyone because it's so stinky, (laughs) so So that's why it's so guilty. So you eating blue cheese alone? Yeah. (laughs) It feels weirder. You can create, because I feel like if you have a nice cheese platter, other cheese enthusiasts enjoy a blue. I don't think you have to be Mm. guilty about that anymore. (laughs) You don't have to sit Mm. there on your lonesome, like, okay, here's the thing. Are you ever eating cheese, like, in the wrong location? Like, is it such a guilty pleasure you're eating it in your car? Not in the wrong location, but just at odd hours. Like, I'll have a little block at the back of the fridge and sometimes I'll have a little mouse moment and I'll take a little nibble. <laughs> and But you have to be careful, though. You can't eat it too late at night. Why? Cheese dreams. Do you so that's why it's like breaking... Yeah. In case of emergency, you only use it when you need the most guiltiest pleasure. You can't, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you have to be careful with it because you get cheese dreams. Do you ever, is that a guilty pleasure? Do you sometimes give yourself a cheese dream? Uh, I don't bring them on on purpose. It just happens. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, you, I, I think we're, <laughs> I think we're here to say that you don't have to feel guilty about the blue cheese anymore. You can crack that bad boy open in front of anyone else. The blue Costello. Thank you. <laughs> All the best, Steph. <laughs> well, we keep an eye on the big sporting teams, but who keeps an eye on? The level just below, the waffle, if you will, of the basketball, the NBL 1. Uh, we have heard some stories over the last year about the embattled Mandra Basketball Association. Oh, yes. Yes, we even had a guy we once worked with uh, who then also worked there. 
That's mm. our connection, and that's where that stops. Uh, <laughs> but look, they have had um, a bit of investigation over the last year. They've had uh, multiple people at the annual general meeting. It was delayed three times in three months, and several staff members resigned, including its CEO and almost the entire board. Can't play ba- basketball without a board. Nice. Thanks. Uh, And uh, look, they looked into some spendings. And although it says the spendings are minimal compared to overall turnover, uh, there's some missing tax invoices, but not missing finances. You go, okay, cool. That's a bit weird. But like, what's what's going on? Uh, They found that 30 transactions between Friday, uh, December 17th, uh, 2021, and December 18th, they spent $2,700 $2,700 on several pubs and clubs, uh, including an Irish pub, yeah. a top floor nightclub, the Court Hotel. Okay. Uh, and they even spend money at Galaxy Lounge in Northbridge. Now, Michael Ross, do you know what Galaxy Lounge is? No. I don't know what Galaxy Lounge is. It's a bit of this. Yeah. Woo. Bit of... um. Bit of dance and oh okay yeah you really of, uh, be seeing stars bit of karaoke bit okay. of uh, look it's a it's a weird place if I can tell you that it's like a you can like get like a room and you get like some karaoke and they bring you um uh, drink singing partners singing partners yeah. okay and that's legally what they are and that's fine it's and a, I believe them it's a sexy karaoke bar. Yeah, if you want to make it sexy, they say. But I'm just saying. They're just great singers. Don't pay attention to what they may or may not be wearing. Yeah. They're just great vocalists. They're They're to help you out. Performing. Uh, But those invoices are missing? But the but the transactions are there. Yes, yeah. So they didn't declare them. Is that the wind-up? Is that what's happened there? That they've gone, end of season, boys, let's go to Northbridge... All the way from Mandurah, so it's a real trip for mm. them. You know, it's like off to the bright lights, yeah, to the big smoke. Look, I mean, where do we sit on no missing finances, just missing tax invoices? It's not, it's not great. It's not great, and it, and it, I think the establishment in question. But you're telling me that this is that it's not what it looks like. That this is a reputable no. Karaoke I'm bar. saying that they're saying that, that it's not what it looks it's like. It's not what it looks like, and I would be remiss to say just, that they are lying. Just as reference, what clubs would be like? Oh, that is what it looks like. What would be the name of those establishments? Like, as in, like, like, as in, if they were like the Mandra Magic, because the yeah. basketball. If if they had frequented, insert club name here. So what club would you say? Lakeside, Kalgoorlie, <laughs> Geraldton. Not the not the team. Oh. If they went to the nightclub, like if they went to this this establishment, oh. what one would raise some concerns? I don't. I'm not know. suggesting that you would have. No, one, but you're a, you're a worldly kind of guy, and you seem to know of these places. No, I only knew them to stay away from them. Anything with X in it. Anything with an X? Mm. Is there something called the Voodoo Lounge? Is that one? Hey, mate, you're telling the story. <laughs> Call us anytime on one 800 one 
or the text line 04800 400. We want to know about your hidden abilities. Is there anything that you tried and just first time you were like, hang on, I'm pretty damn good at this because we're joined now online by a good friend of ours. We've got Renee. Hi, Renee. Hello, good morning. Now, you've shown me the footage of this, yes. but Mitch doesn't know what your no. hidden ability was. What is it? Yeah. Um, so I had my hands on the weekend and with a little bit of liquid courage, I did the splits for the first time in my entire life. Whoa. Did you have you, <laughs> yeah. did you not know you could do that? No, I really didn't. And I was like, I'll just bend my legs that way. And I kept sliding and then I just stayed there. And I was like, oh my God, I could do the splits. To the ground, I, mate. To yeah, the to ground. Yeah, to the ground. Then the next bit was, was that I got up and then everyone was like, do it again. So I did it again. <laughs> So you've never? Why have you never tried it before? Because I didn't think I could move like that. Has it? It's not the. Uh, it's not the sideways split. She's going the one leg forward, mm. one leg back, which I find more impressive. Thank you. I agree. I think it's a real skill. Are you game to go again? Like, are you going to bust this out every time you're dancing? Um, if I like, I'm. Wearing a dress, maybe my legs can move in that general direction because I think with jeans, I might, I might tear something. Not yeah. the pants. But. <laughs> <laughs> does um, does your husband know, or are you like, boy, do I have a treat for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him later. <laughs> now, Michael Ross, who do you think is the dumbest school? No, no, no. Let's change it. Who do you think's the smartest school uh, in all of Western Australia when it comes to Napland? Surely it has to be, um, shout out to my school, uh, Rana Primary School in Willerton. Uh, no, but uh, making the top 20 underdog schools for topping Napland, uh, Ross Strata Primary School, oh, really? which is uh, near you. Uh, Ross Point Senior High School uh, was like around you. Willerton Primary School was around you. Willerton Senior High School was around you. I grew up no, in a nice place. <laughs> your school did not. No. Uh, did not make it. Now, uh, some like honourable mentions. We've got uh, Bainton West Primary School, I believe. That's Carrathers, isn't it? Yes. Bainton. Yeah. And then we've got Tom Price Senior High yeah. School. Woo! Yeah, that's mum's home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. Oh, that's it from the regions. Yep. Oh. I mean, you've got like, look, there's some good schools that did well. Your Broome North Primary School, Geraldton's uh, Catholic College in the Outback South, and surprisingly, Christmas Island District High School. I mean, he probably did really well. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one kid. <laughs> uh. Talk quickly about Roll Dahl. Remember this from Matilda? Yeah. Yeah. So, Roald Dahl, we've investigated before, and we know that he wasn't always the nicest guy. No. Uh, He was a very blunt person, and his books often reflected that. But people are outraged at the moment because Roald Dahl's books have been censored. Yeah. (laughs) I have seen this. And uh, there's been, f- like, full-on changes, not just to individual words, but entire sentences have been changed. Uh, for example, uh, Augustus Gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, is now just enormous instead of fat. 
which <laughs> that one so so they've done that in particular they've taken away words like fat and ugly uh trunchbull from matilda she was described as having like a horsey face uh and so they take away horse uh they've tried to like really clean it up I know. Be less offensive is what they're going yeah. for. But they've in cha- they've even changed like sentences where uh, in the witches, the grandmother warns the boy that you can't go around like pulling the gloves off like people. Okay. They've changed it instead. You can't go around pulling the wigs off people. I don't get that. Yeah, I, think, I guess they've gone. Oh, no one wears gloves anymore, so th- so kids won't understand that. Okay, but the witches they wear gloves and wigs. So, but people still do wear wigs. So don't pull the wigs off people. Okay, like they, it's it's very, it's very odd. I'm on the side of if you have a problem with them, mm. maybe we just shouldn't read them anymore. It's weird to go back. Like, are we allowed? To change what he wrote, or are we better off going? That's not appropriate for kids anymore. Read this instead, and just give them a different author. Or you go, no, Roldal is fine for kids, and you give them Roldal. I don't understand why we go. No, I really want them to read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I don't want them to think Augustus is fat, just enormous. Because then it's not that good, is it? Well, that's the, yeah. If if you've decided that you need to change it, then maybe it's just not worth reading in your eyes. And if anything, if we should go back and change anything, it's the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with Johnny Depp. Oh, if we could edit that, censor that from my eyes, <laughs> from my brain, I went to the cinemas to see that. How terrible of a film was that? Yeah, I, I wish I drowned in the Chocolate River. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.